It's episode one, series three. Right, can you still hear me okay now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's such a low low key starts the focus of season one episode three. Oh, yeah, that sounds good. Yeah, it does sound good. It's episode one, season three, the fighting cock. No, sorry. <laughs> You're listening to episode one of season three, Future Sounds FM. We're back with a new series. I'm joined this week by Tom and Rob. We've got a, a small gang together, a couple of guys away. I'm recording from my deathbed. I've been suffering with some of the worst flu that I've ever experienced in my life. And it is flu, not a cold. No matter what my girlfriend tells you. Yeah, well, she's had the flu jab, see, and she's been ill for a week, and she was ill for a few days before me, and she's absolutely fine. Oh. She's kind of like going on at me like, it's easy. And I'm like, well, you've had a jab. It's easy. You've had a jab. Yeah, get that jab. I man. couldn't get out of bed are for you, two are you, days. Uh, I'm absolutely fucked. Are you a flu jab denier? Is that why you didn't have the flu I'm jab? certainly not a denier of any kind of jabs. <laughs> We waded into controversial territory. That didn't take long, did it? Oh, Got Rob back on the podcast, yeah, and he's it's been a while doing the anti-vax chat already. For Ten seconds. <laughs> yeah, no. future sounds FM. That's what we're calling exactly. it. Exactly. Right? Well, we thought we'd get back together um, to do a little early uh, 2024 pod. We're going to wrap up some of the best albums of 2023, as uh, published in our article on the Future Sounds website. Uh, we've got an exclusive track from the new three-piece suites EP. Oi, oi. And um, yeah, yeah, just a few, yeah, just a few bits and bobs, uh, a bit of label news, uh, some previews, um, that kind of thing. How you doing, Rob? Oh, good to have okay. you back. Let's go. Yeah, I'm good. Thanks. Yeah, Christmas <laughs> almost passed without incident, but I think I fractured my uh, hand. That's not without incident. Uh, no, it almost passed without incident. I usually burn myself during the, the Christmas dinner. But I thought um, you did also no, burn just, yourself. I did. Yeah, a little burn. That's not without incident. Count doesn't count uh, okay two, <laughs> two incidents two small incidents yeah. it was a drunken you know when you pull your phone out of your pocket sometimes and you kind of almost drop it and you go whoop, 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 and i did a sort of french mime juggle for about five minutes and then just as it went to land i went to catch it and i'd smashed my hand into a radiator attached to my wall so um yeah really cracked it guys i'm gonna go and see the doctor about it next week that sounds a bit frank spencer which is probably yeah, it really was a reference no. for people above a very, very high age. Tom, you've heard of yeah, I'm not, I, it's like lost on me as well. I think I think it's like people it's who lo- sat with their grandparents and watched telly, though. Like it's a con- some like, mothers do some have mothers them. do have them. Is like a 1960s, maybe no, sorry, an early 70s comedy. S- yeah, but I, yeah, I it might even be a little later. Shown, but it looked dated. It was still getting shown when I was a kid, and I used to sit and watch it with my granddad. So obviously, I was no, around. Betty. Yeah, exactly. That's a good impression. That's very good. You could, do you do impressions, Rob? Have you got any more? Uh, only this one. Oh, Betty. That's very good. That's very good. Tom, do you do impressions? How are you? Happy New Year. Um, I'm good, thanks. No, I don't do impressions. I think I'm sitting in the rehearsal room with um, Iverson members, like chiefly Johnny and Max when he was playing drums, who are incredible impressionists. I think sort of we, we quickly learned not to try impressions of our own because we can't compete. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they are good. They are very good indeed. It's um, it's quite mm-hmm. intense uh, energy to be around. You ha- you you find yourself realizing how sensible you are by comparison, and then you're in other company <laughs> and you think, oh, well, maybe I'm not as dry and dull as I thought maybe, I was. But around there, maybe I'm the fun yeah, guy. Yeah, so it's all relative, isn't it's it? It's all relative. Yeah. 
No truer yeah, word. Man, um, spoken. I, th- I think that my Christmas lasted until yesterday. And today was kind of day one of not Christmas. Which I think is traditional. I think today's 12th <laughs> night. I think that's where that right? Christmas actually is supposed to end. So yeah, I'm a, I'm well, a very trad kind of guy, you know. Our neighbours got... Uh, you've got that, until the 6th, man. That, yeah, officially. I mean, that's that's the bad luck cutoff point, I think, in Britain, oh, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. But that's our neighbours got what yeah. I would see as like American-style Christmas lights. Like, compared to most British houses, they're pretty obnoxious. Like, not, lights front, back... They're front and center. Just about every yes. kind of Christmas decal you could think of is a neon flashing light, which hasn't been very helpful oh, when I've been waking up in the middle of the night. Yeah, like oh, we've no, just blinds. I've got those, you know, the shutter blinds, those kind of things. And I've been sleeping in the front room just to get away from Katie snoring. To be fair, she's been ill as well. <laughs> but the the lights just flashing constantly. They've just started taking them down, so I feel like that's the marking point that Christmas is over. Did you not have these uh, 40, 50 mile per hour winds, storm, whatever it's called? I saw that Glenn marked himself safe. That was waves. very reassuring. Oh, is that was yeah. <laughs> yeah. So okay. he, he marked yeah, my himself safe. Bins fell over. It was very dramatic. He marked himself safe from a bit of wind, which I thought was very sweet. Oh, bless him, because there would have been a lot of people worried about Glenn, dear fella. I certainly had a, a dustbin fall over. No, genuinely, uh, mm-hmm. there's a, there's a road around here which is like L- London famous for really going all out, and they all the wind brought a lot of those decorations down so uh, I went up there yesterday and there were people like frantically tearing the rest of Santa's head off the front yard you know sounds like a, a, a pagan ritual of some kind Tear, frantically tearing off Santa's face yeah from the yard well Christmas I don't know what, like that I don't know here. what you've had because Rob your kids are a little bit older and Tom yours yours is similar to mine in age uh, we've mm-hmm primed her for christmas by giving her a chocolate every morning for the whole month yes and she's just insane now in the morning she wakes up advent calendars and like that's all she wants so she's she used to eat not anymore she was one of those kids who would pick the veg over the chips or would pick the fruit over the the like sweeties and now she's just like chocolate chocolate and she's like i caught her going in one of the cupboards just well, I sent you the picture. I think I sent Tom the picture. It might have been in the, one of the family groups, but basically she's just, her chops are covered in chocolate. Like, she's just sat oh, there with no, a quality dude. street box, just going you, wild. You've got a high, you're a dealer, and now you've taken it away. Are you going to charge her more? What, what's the deal? That's the plan. How yeah. does she get This is entirely fix? your own fault. Future sounds. <laughs> <laughs> what we should call the episode. Maybe do. Um, all right, well, I mean, I guess that's the Christmas catch-up. Um... We obviously had a Christmas sale over the the holidays. Uh, just a little update for people who picked up stuff from MPF or Time Slave. We had um, a massive order run on uh, Miami Nights before that. So we prioritised that this week and all the Christmas sale stuff's going to be going out in the next week or so. We've got all of the uh, materials we need. So give us a week and we'll be up and running. If you ordered something from both labels, we'll merge the orders and do partial refunds and stuff like we always do as standard. Um, but yeah, no need to email us and ask us about that. And they are, we, we know what we've got to do. We know that you're waiting for your orders and we are banging them out as quick as we possibly can. I've had flu, like I said, so I've not been in, but I did do packing spreadsheets for the Pac-Man. And my brother's been in as well. So it's all back on schedule. We are in 2024. Let's talk about 2023. Yes. We published that article on the website last week where we got all of the writers to pick some of their favourite albums. I don't know if you want to have a quick run through uh, your picks. Rob, you you went with OSC. I loved your uh, metaphor about your um, skiing holiday last year. 
Yeah, yeah, man. I can't remember what I wrote now, but it was the effect of... Um, uh, it's a lovely glacial album and just like OSC is such a bit of a genius really isn't he like yeah. he always challenges himself like he's reconstructed some of his old tracks as Vaporwave tracks he's reconstructed them or deconstructed them into like just piano form and uh, and this was another experiment for him and I listened to it um, as I was kind of like skiing like in, in, in sort of the mountains wow. outside Munich and it was absolutely beautiful just turned it into like an alien soundscape um, and I really wanted to do that and I took pictures of it you know the cassette tape like on holiday and stuff and i think he got quite a kick out of that that was yeah i mean that came out in january but it still it retains itself as as, as one of my albums of 2023 so it's uh, not to reflect that it was a really shite year for for music Just it, hit it high wasn't benchmark, but when it when it peaks yeah when it benchmarks that that great and i think the other one mm-hmm. i picked was uh what was it youth 83 yeah which again is another kind of dark and moody just ambient sort of piece uh no lyrics and stuff so but hey you know you guys picked out throughout the year and some real cool because to too. be fair though most people lean into recency bias don't they it's like what they've had on mm. repeat most recently um and, and i think the pick i went for what did i go for god i've got brain fog tom <laughs> fill in fill in the gaps <laughs> what was your pick my recency bias is so bad that I can't even remember what it was. <laughs> what I did yesterday. Oh, man. Yeah, sorry. That's, I mean, that's the trouble, isn't it? It was, it was genuinely hard to write the article, though, wasn't it? Like, reflecting back on a whole year's worth of stuff is... A year feels like an awfully long time ago, doesn't it? I think the, the OSC album you picked, Rob, kind of, you know, it's it sort of come back... I mean, the fact that it's exactly a year old and it's kind of got a wintry theme to it and stuff it kind of yeah, comes back could... into relevance doesn't it that's yeah right. alpine suite sorry that i should have said the name it's a christmas album that's, oh, what, you last year. that's what you picked last year as well was you picked the pacific plaza christmas album you like your oh, wintry yeah, themed albums rob yeah in fact, you're your two guy. picks for the last two week, two yeah, years yeah, probably have about two weeks between them that's weird isn't it it's like yeah. i stopped listening to music after february i'm done okay i know what i picked i've checked i've i've, I've swatted up I got the page open. Oh, Luxury Elite, mm-hmm. of course. Yeah. I spent a lot of time with Alex in LA when we were doing Flamingo Fest and it prompted me when I got back to check out what they'd been releasing recently. And of course, they did this amazing Luxury Elite album on cassette, which she'd already self-released. And he did uh, that slower pace album, The Great Escape, which is one of the best Barber Beats album I've heard in the last year or so. Um, and the US Golf album, which you picked, Tom, which is also absolutely incredible. And he, he just seems I don't to think I did pick it, but I do like it. Oh, I thought you gave a shout to it. You certainly gave a shout to it, perhaps. Maybe. Um, honourable mention. Maybe. Um, Was it in your honourable mention? Maybe an honourable mention. I think, I, th- I think it might have been Jay. But, um, but yeah, no, it is really cool. And I've got a personal connection to it because he, he named one of the tracks after Acclaimed Sports, which is a company my dad worked for. Oh, that's, that's right. That's, really that's cool. right. Super weird. Maybe this time I'm getting confused because yeah. we were talking about this yesterday. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, like, that that's, Lux that's album. That Lux album for me, like, just absolutely stood out amongst a lot of good albums from the year, just on the basis that it it disproves the theory of kind of um, diminishing returns. I, I mentioned that in my review, which is, you know, this idea that you just keep producing and it either gets boring or you run out of ideas. Like, somehow she's put out so many stellar albums and they continue to be great each time. And this one feels like a kick on again because it's almost like a step into the 90s. It sounds pristine and hi-fi instead of lo-fi 80s uh, sounding. And it kind of makes the 90s feel fresh and new even though they're 30 years old, which is kind of crazy. And at the minute I've been kind of getting into looking at 
a lot of like 90s graphic design as opposed to the 80s stuff that we kind of get obsessed with when we're dealing mm -hmm. with synthwave and it's just nice yeah it just feels like um yeah mining and mining new uh new territories and it's not a new thing to to channel the 90s in vaporwave at all but somehow it feels fresh and it feels new and um massive shouts to her and on the synthwave synthwave side of things sorry yeah, makeup and vanity set did two incredible albums last year but the one that i picked was uh fm which has that amazing collaboration with yate and mitch murder so they're both both stellar albums but they both kind of well especially the makeup and vanity set one that kind of sounds like early outrun as opposed to a lot of the more modern synth wave which is very pop focused yeah 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 but they're having their tom waits moment whereas they're getting older they're getting more experimental or trying new things and changing up their sound um i slept on that a little bit so thanks for reminding me about that album i need to go back and refresh myself with it not pass me by in the flurry of releases at that time of year but i feel like synthwave's been going for 14 15 years now if you really go back to what people say are the og artists and it might be too soon to be nostalgic for something that came out that recently when we're still kind of channeling the early 2000s and the late 90s and even the mid 90s. Um, but I, I don't know whether like there seems to be a little bit of a of a, a trend for people picking up that outrun sound again because that the uh, CJ Burnett album from the late end of 2022. Uh, heat in the streets that's very much an outrun album as well and mm. that sound is almost gone you know most people are doing vocal lace stuff yeah which is kind of bedroom 80s pop people wanting to reproduce wham sounds for example mm. you know like that kind of vibe whereas the outrun sound which i felt was more underground and more authentic to what synthwave was originally that kind of has fallen by the wayside and it's quite exciting to to hear that kind of coming back through again that's mad that people are rediscovering something. I think there'll be more of that this year, won't there? Yeah, probably. I don't know. I mean, I hope so, yeah. I mean, go back to, like, Miami Nights 1984. We put out his album Sentimental. That's obviously got a few tracks from about six, seven years ago, but he's one of the originators, and his sound has very much kind of identified what that Outrun sound became. You know, they coined the term Outrun. They set up Rosso Corsa in, I think, 2010, and they kind of charted the course for the for the genre as a movement as opposed to just a, a handful of independent people making this kind of 80s sound like he was one of the the proper ogs you know along with mitch murder and Laserhawk, people like that um and i feel like you know god i'm losing my thread sorry guys i've got a bit of brain fog you have to cut me out a little bit there tom that's all right oh, okay well, I, 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 I can hop in because i mean i can't, can't comment much on the synthwave side of things but like like nostalgia for the the early days of nostalgic movements is like definitely a thing in vaporwave isn't it like people people are very keen to hear classic vaporwave and i think 2024 there's going to be lots of sort of floral shop style sample based vaporwave as a reaction to kind of <laughs> the singer songwriter end of things you know um i think i think there'll be a whole load of it in 2024 like classic well vaporwave. that's what i wondered yeah you've intimated um you've intimated that you might do a bit of that with donald end so a bit of a classic vaporwave style which will be very I think so different. well I mean just like because I mean we've 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 got loads of stuff um that we've made and never put out like which is just full on vaporwave I mean the the most vaporwave thing we've ever done was probably that Midlands realty record we did with uh, Vanitas and Telenites and we've got loads of stuff in that thing oh, that yeah. we've good. never put out um and I think at times right I mean it, it may well be 
um, as a companion to some like very kind of you know composed original music. Um, but yeah, we I mean we have our cake and eat it, you know. Um, I don't know if the, if audience will go with us, but I, that's that's likely <laughs> what we'll do this year. It's interesting, though. It's like ever decreasing circles of nostalgia, and that was what. Um, Grafton Tanner said when we interviewed him is that the cycle for when you're talking about the, the mainstream kind of fashion and those cycles and how they kind of are selling products you know whether it's clothing whether it's music whether it's graphic design those those loops of nostalgia are getting ever and ever smaller mm-hmm. and we're not looking back 40, 50 years we're almost looking back a couple of years in some cases it could be trends yeah. that are re- re- reoccurring every six months like it's Jeez. absolutely in- incredible where do I get my bell bottoms out yeah for sure or my baggies I can't see them coming back I don't know the baggies I mean look look at the you know everyone's gone from wearing absolutely skinny jeans to super sized clothes in like the space of a couple of years I'm yeah. probably making myself look old it's probably even longer than that but do you know what I mean like that for years felt like it was the only way remember graphics on jeans strolling around with Flintstones on their thighs Skinny jeans will be back in by the the time we put this podcast out because, like, definitely this sort of mid two thousands indie uh, <laughs> stuff is having a, a resurgence, isn't it? This kind of indie sleaze thing. So yeah, um, skinny jeans back, baggy jeans out. Are guitars probably. coming back. Blimey. I think so. I mean, there are lots of guitar bands, aren't they? But um, but they like the, certainly the stuff they play on Six Music is kind of angular, kind of new wavy, post punky stuff, isn't it? Um, mm. Guitar music is is seems to be back. Yeah, I think the Libertines, that kind of whole era in the UK, just killed it off after a while. There were so many copycat bands. That landfill indie phase just just killed it dead mm-hmm. for quite a long time. Um, I miss, I missed it. I miss it. I still do. Yeah, I put on a Libertines record the other day. Well, that it still is... sounds good after I, after I watched that. Um, oh, the Pete Doherty documentary. Louis Doherty Louis Through. The Jules Holland interview. <laughs> That would be know, awful, yeah. a Jules Holland interview with people. Yeah, it would be a, a bit more the piano. Um, sycophantic. Yeah. Future I mean, we might as well do some honourable mentions. Tom, do you want to co- cover your albums of the year first? Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of, I was struggling to pick two. I kind of did have a slightly rambly kind of through composed thing where I was talking about stuff like um, the Bart Graft album that I really liked from, I think that was kind of from around springtime. And I was talking about some Fire Tools records and... Um, just kind of um, 80s sounding music that wasn't that, that was kind of referencing slightly different 80s um, yeah had like different different reference points to kind of some of the things that we talked about with this kind of out, outrun stuff and synthwave stuff because they this music sounded like soundtracky um, this kind of synclavia stuff the kind of early days of, of computer music um kind of uh Deruti column-esque you know like um factory records kind of um yes. sort of chamber musicy kind of stuff like that that was i think i thought it was like a really interesting kind of retro sound to touch upon and i think that's something yeah that bart graft um and fire tools do to an extent and but yeah the, the one i settled on was was the eyeliner album which was more recent i think i think that only came out in the last month or two didn't it brb yeah it's quite a new that's that's a great album though yeah yeah um i just yeah that's um it's one one person's work isn't it but like um he's quite good at sometimes making it sound like it's you know just one person and then then sometimes making it sound like a whole kind of orchestra a whole kind of band um yeah you know just uh conjuring up magic from his computer it's very clever i've i found the backdrop uh sort of the backstory to the album 
to be the most interesting mm-hmm. aspect of it because he was working on it for a long time yeah. and it was it was in the works for a hell of a of a period while we waited for the records to be done so we held off on releasing it for quite a while and obviously he'd sat on this work that he'd put together whilst kind of stuck marooned in um in Hong Kong and that's not to say he didn't want to be there but I think with the with the circumstances of covid he was there for a lot longer than he expected to be and mm. he kind of talks about his journey walking through these empty uh, urban streets and finding yeah. music in every building uh, that kind of thing and just in the architecture and there's a whole in-depth interview that I did with him on the website which is which is still there which is fascinating to 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 read because it's quite a long long piece he talks about just about every issue related to vaporwave and the production of that album and just stick that album on in the background and sort of read his thoughts about Hong Kong and how it you know how the story is translated into these tracks, I think it's absolutely incredible. He's he's a very talented, very thoughtful composer, I think. Um, yeah, and I th- it comes across very well in the interview as well. Yeah. yeah, 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 absolutely. That's worth a read. Yeah, he was he was answering the questions like on um, his commute to work. So we've obviously got a massive time difference because right now he's in New Zealand. So when we were talking, he was back in New Zealand. I think it was we started it when he was about to have his child and then by the time we'd finished the article and written it up child was 18 years old gone back with a few more questions yeah 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 his child was graduating from college (laughs) (laughs) but no like it was it was kind of something that took a few weeks because we went back and forth it was quite nice the way it was written in the end I, i enjoyed writing it because it wasn't just here's a question and then copy and paste someone's answer i tried kind of tried to weave it into a a longer piece a more detailed piece which was fun to do um we've got a lot of good stuff like that on the website so if you haven't checked it out yet future-sounds.uk little plug little plug why not why not (laughs) um before we move on just a quick shout for patrick fakeman who's not with us um he's away happy birthday charlie happy birthday Um, here in devon down on the coast, enjoying the shit weather, but they've got a lo- <laughs> looks like a lovely little bolt hole uh, where they're sat in front of a log fire, eating nice food, um, taking walks on the beach and that kind of thing. Well, Pe- Fakeman's picks were, um, he picked something from Business Casual, which was the album Bloom by Simple Syrup um, and Barb Walters' release Love, which came out on MPF. He does love uh, his future funk. My brother. He does, yeah, he does. And... Um, Jay, Jay picked uh, Desert Sands Feel Warm at Night and Mind Spring Memories uh, collab album on Geometric Lullaby, which is another great album. That's a lovely one. And if people haven't yeah, heard th- it, there's, there's a <coughs> they should go back and listen to um, Tom's Tom's interview with um, Desert Sands Feels Warm at Night because that's a lovely one. What a nice fella. Yeah, he mm. was one of the guys you did in the studio, wasn't he? That's yeah, he's actually coming back. Um, gonna have a have a little little music session in a couple of weekends time watch this space nice yeah nice well you can check out the article in full uh and we've got links to like embed links to all the albums and uh, a few honorable mentions as well that we haven't gone through today but check out the article for a bit more detail there just a little bit of news about what's coming up now in 2020 coming out on friday we've got mitch murder's salary man simulator the executive edition which is basically a collection of his three eps from his band camp uh which is kind of an imaginary ost it, it's got a, a really uh, beautiful wee aesthetic um it kind of mimics that sims style 
OST vibe uh, from a music perspective and from a conceptual point of view. And it's an absolutely brilliant EP. Uh, we've got two vinyl variants of that coming out. And it's just amazing to finally get the chance to team up with Mitch Murder because he's like a hugely influential musician from the synthwave point of view. Like his album Current Events, which I think came out in 2011, is one of the standard bearers for the synthwave scene. Absolutely huge album. And of course, he also composed the soundtrack to Kung Fury, um, the Kickstarter movie, and did that track with David Hasselhoff, True Survivor, which had millions and millions of plays on YouTube. So it's like... Yeah, a, a big release for us. I, I've already seen from the reaction we've had on social media that it's quite, uh, it's going to be quite. We've got, we've got that coming out on Friday and that's going to be on two vinyl variants, limited edition, 500 copies. We've got a blue variant and a Nintendo Wii white variant. And uh, mm-hmm. I should do a shout to Glenn, uh, Glenn Jones, who did the artwork for the, uh, for the album. And it's absolutely incredible front and back, the level of detail he's gone to just perfectly repackaging the the uh, Flamingo Me, as we've called the console. Uh-oh. We've got some Nintendo-style mm. T-shirts coming out with it as well, with the Flamingo replacing it in the same script font kind of thing. It's nice. Very cool release, and we're very excited about that. Glenn's, Glenn's like the fifth Beatle. Yeah, let's hope the lawyers don't get, get wind of it. <laughs> yeah. Nintendo I think lawyers it's got, don't listen to uh, it. Yeah, it might need to be quick, quick, in and out. <laughs> like the Donor Lens Daft Punk. They haven't caught up with you yet. Well, we did have this issue. We've said this before, I think, with um, Mono Memories album when we did. Um, uh, what was it called? I've got it here. As I said, I'm struggling with my um, with my brain fog from this bloody flu that I've had. We did a Mono Memory release a couple of years back on Time Slave, and we got Capcom uh, cease and desist. Oh, no. and they were very kind. They gave us a week's notice. So oh, we that's, put out that's a, a Bandcamp message to people, and suddenly they all sold out. And now I think they go for like 200 quid on Discogs. It's absolutely insane what a banning order will do. <laughs> best best so, publicity yeah. you could have got. It's good for business. Yeah. yeah. It can, it can <laughs> More be, of that, yeah, please. It can be indirectly. As long as it's a polite one like we got from this fellow who was very kind. He just said, you probably you stop selling it by this date. We bought like, a couple yes. himself. Make a bit of money. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, maybe he's responsible yeah. for the, the Discogs prices. Yeah. Picky. Mm-hmm. Putting his kids through college. Sales, right? <laughs> yeah. Bought myself a house yeah. with the uh, memory. Hey, um, Runners Club 95 got a couple of nods, didn't it, in our reviews as well? Yeah, That's me right. and Jay. Yeah, and rightly so. Yeah, rightly very so. cool record. That came out l- late late summer, I think. The, it was an August release. I think yeah. it was Again between... on MPF because we're, we're sycophants. Yeah. It was between Electronicon and Flamingo Fest, I believe. Yeah, that, that sounds about right. Yeah. Well, it, was, it actually said it was October, was very it? late yeah. summer, October the thirteenth. Oh, yeah, it, so it was about. Early. It was a yeah. It was a, a few weeks after Econ, a couple of weeks before Flamingo Fest. I should actually say as well, we've had the T-shirts come in, so they came in just before Christmas. People bought like a a double pack with the vinyl and T-shirts, and we've had a few people asking for them, and I have replied to them individually. Oh, cool. But uh, those are all going out in the next few days along with everything else that's being packed so fear ye not those runners club t-shirts you know are there i have it in my head as a as a summer record that's what was throwing me like with the song summer nights over and stuff yeah. and I think, um i was lucky enough to hear 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 the record before it came out and i think i, I just kind of associated it with a with summer yeah. apricots is a very summery serena's yeah, serena's sure. like a late summer tune isn't it 
Yeah. Yeah, it reminds me of like, I don't know, like a kind of track that play in a bar that Shirley Valentine is sat outside, you know, on the beach in <laughs> Turkey or something. It's a good reference. Looking at the seas, looking, nice. waiting for love. That's another that kind of thing. That's another yeah, yeah. A reference Was that age. La, La Isla Bonita, you know. Madonna it massively stuff. reminds me of that. It massively reminds me of that. One of my favourite tunes when I was a kid. How are the MTV um, MPF t shirts uh, selling? Are they the ones that you took? They've done all right, to yeah. So. Kira did um Kira did a really cool kind of crossover MTV MPF design which um they are along wicked. with the Flamingo Fest t-shirts we brought back we've got a few of them on and we we sold quite a few over Christmas so there's still a handful of them left but it'll be the one off time that we get them uh, produced so if you're interested in one now is the time cuz stocks are running low on those mm, got any larges I'll put on 8 pounds over Christmas Mate, it's January yeah, no, good work no. 8 pounds in 8 days as we well can start aiming for a medium again now I don't know about that. I promised myself that in 2023 and it didn't happen. Oh, well. Well, what can I say? It doesn't matter, does it? It doesn't matter. It You're doesn't married, you've got kids. You can yeah, let it go. Exactly. It can all <laughs> just... I can't run around after him, but, uh, you know. We'll have robots for that soon. Tom, can you put in... I don't know if you are familiar with... Is it radios, Radio 6? No, it wouldn't be Radio 6. Radio 4, when they have sad stories... When a listener writes in <laughs> mm-hmm. a sad letter, like Simon Mayer is playing, <laughs> piping some of this music because we have got mm-hmm. some sad news to impart. Yeah, I was driving uh, last three days ago, just before I came down with this flu, three, four days ago. And I was off to IKEA to get another Calax unit for my office. Standard. Mm-hmm. And I drove past the Midnight Store, and the Midnight Store is no more. No. Yep. They're just they were just piles of rubble. Um you could see from the side of the building that they're converting that into a well, a, a, say a front door, but it's on the side off the main road down the side street, literally next door to where I used to live with Chris back in the day. And um I spoke to my landlady uh on the phone just a couple of days ago on WhatsApp and she was explaining that they're yeah, the shop's just not doing doing trade anymore. That's and sad. she put me in contact with her her son who's doing the work. And he spent the the morning with his colleagues listening to the Midnight Store album <laughs> by uh, Don Lentz. <laughs> I love that. And he was really touched by it because he said the shop's quite. It's got plays. It's kind of got an important part of their history. I think they're like they've got a few shops, a few properties and stuff in Cardiff. And the Midnight Store's been going for quite a long time, and the sign's quite iconic. It's a bit of a landmark in that part of Cardiff. Mm. Really, it's not like a especially auspicious landmark but it's you know it's an iconic shop let's let's call it that <laughs> but it, it's, it's it's being converted into a house the sign will be no more and uh, they've agreed to keep the smaller of the two signs for us that's wicked you're going to put it over MPF Towers or Donor Lens well towers. I don't know we might have a bit of a debate because Tom might want it on his studio yeah, and I'm sure do, Jay yeah. would want it in his studio so I think what we might have to do is we'll come to a timeshare agreement to a compromise. <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 there we go the you fridge. can have it in the summer and we'll have it in the winter. The fridge has been yeah. turned off. What's it called? Joint custody, you know? Joint custody. Joint custody. Or, yeah. Alternate weekends. <laughs> yeah. That's a hell of a commute with that, though, if you've got to take the train. Yeah. Oh, worth it. Yeah, little badges made. Yeah, it's, um, it's a, a bizarre object, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, I always had it in my head that someone would... Um, accidentally be visiting Cardiff, see the Midnight Store, make the connection and add some kind of TripAdvisor ratings for it. Like, it would be like a vaporwave shrine <laughs> for people who come visit Cardiff. Yes. But perhaps we'll have to, like, do one of those campaigns to get a brown plaque 
You know, like the uh, when important yeah. people have lived somewhere or an important event has happened. So well, then, we'll but then blue circles. The tourist board to recognise it. Yeah, that's it. I think you should that's try, it. man. You should try. Or get a Banksy yeah. style artist to, you know, yeah, put some graph of the. Uh, how, how did you feel album? about it though, Tom? Like for me, it was like the end of an era because I lived literally adjacent to that shop for years. But like, yeah, you, for sure, you actually made the album. Yeah, and it was yeah. it was bizarre because. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it was bizarre because um, we'd commissioned Tropical Virtual to make an exact, almost exact 3D render of this building. And it's kind of, you know, I'd say Midnight Store is probably our most successful record. Um, and like people really got on board with the concept because it's it's quite universal, this idea of sort of late night shopping. Yeah. And like we made a very British record, but like Americans had their own kind of relation to it and like Japanese listeners had their own relation to it with their kind of conveni culture, convenience store culture, which is like a massive thing. Um, but yeah, like when you sent the pictures through of like the derelict midnight store, it's like, oh shit. <laughs> yeah, like I, I felt something for sure. But um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, end of an era. I mean, it was it was an unusual shop, wasn't it? Like um, I'm not sure about their, their kind of business practices and stuff. But that like, was the um, joke though, really. It was, like, it was the, a fun... The, the prices were yeah. fluid. <laughs> the fridge was rarely on. Um, it was mm-hmm. never open until midnight. And if you popped there and no. the sign said, be back in five minutes, he would normally be back in five hours. <laughs> oh, was it really but not open until that. midnight? It wasn't just the name? No. Oh, no, I I thought it 11. was just like the name. Oh, wow. <laughs> no, that was part of the joke, I think. Oh, bloody hell. Like the original guy who yes. ran it, Magic, his name was, Magic. He was a great guy. He used to, used to go in there and you'd see him like selling buying and selling mobile phones under the counter doing a few dodgy dealings um but he had the fridge on you know yeah turn the fridge on and those were the days when you could buy four cans of Boom for five pounds you can't <laughs> do that anymore i mean let's all pour the midnight some store is dead long that. live the midnight store yeah yeah you'll probably um, store no more if you if you re-released it on physical you'd probably vlog a few copies now because it's you know We've got some in stock. There you go. Right, listeners, get in. Get yourself nice. some physicals at Midnight Store. Nice the, work, Rob. Yeah, because it doesn't exist no more. It doesn't. This will be the last I've definitely like, seen on um, representation of it. I've seen on the Vapor Memory upload of the album, like one or two people being like, holy shit, this is my local shop. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, it, yeah. It has happened. <laughs> Well, we've so, we when I obviously I don't want to give away anyone's names or addresses or anything like that. But when I do the packing spreadsheets each week, there's a couple of people in Cardiff that buy, and there's one who lives um, on Richmond Road, which is less than five minutes walk from the Midnight Store. So they definitely know the shop, and it must be quite strange mm-hmm. to them that people have like, you know that someone yeah. not even from Cardiff has come up with this album. It's quite bizarre. Yeah, well, 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 that's what it's all about, isn't it? But there we are. Love it, lads. Hey, do you have any... It, li- um, it lives on in the music. Do you have any update on uh, Nobody Here? Or is that contentious? No, it's not contentious at all. I did see... What's this? What's the Twitter meme? Uh, the X meme account. I can never remember its name. Funny Net? Is that what it's called? Funny, funny Net. Yeah, they keep slamming us. It's funny. It's very good. I do enjoy that. Funny. And then I, what, what happened, though? What happened was that I spent some time... We, we've all spent some time... Uh, transcribing the final few interviews that we did, um, the UK ones, 
because Chris is kind of in edit as we speak. Um, oh, Chris cool. being the director. And we kind of agreed a statement or he wrote a statement and because I run the social kind of side of things a little bit on it. I was about to post this statement with an update on it. And then I saw about two minutes later, I saw this funny net post. And I was like, well, I can't post now because it looks like I'm responding to that. <laughs> and then two days later, they, they hit us again, the bastards. <laughs> so I couldn't post it then. So I've waited. And so probably well, by the time I get round to posting this statement with an update, they'll have slammed us again in another way. But, um, rather be talked no, about than not. Um, yeah, it's, it's all fun and games. Look, the bottom line is that it's taken a lot longer than anyone hoped or wanted. Uh, it's not due to a lack of work. It's due to multiple factors, including COVID, including the fact that prices fluctuated and we've had to spend a lot of our own money to continue to make the film, which we didn't really want to do. Mm. Everyone's working for free, putting their hard um, hard hours in outside of normal work. Chris, in particular, doesn't have uh, a job outside of being a filmmaker so any time he spends on this it isn't earning him any money anymore because there is no money to compensate him for any of his time mm-hmm. but that all of that said all of that negative stuff out of the way um we are very confident that we will have something by the middle of this year and whether that's released by june i don't know but finished hopefully um we we are very deep into it very deep into it and a lot of hard work's gonna have to come into it over the next few months and i think in the end people will appreciate the fact that we took a bit longer because we could have rushed something shit out yeah frankly um but no one wanted to do that and chris in particular didn't want to do that because he's that's this is his opportunity to make a a feature-length film and the same he's passionately about what he's doing i think sometimes you just gotta have a thick skin and sort of like ignore the the white noise around it and just do the best that you can and that is basically what we've been doing throughout Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, like, the same charges could be levied at the um, the synthwave movie, right? Um, but it looked really luscious, it looked great, and the time was spent on making it a really beautiful artefact um, that will live longer than, than a lot of the artists in it. So you've done the right thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. But that's not to disregard people's kind of concerns or questions or what have you. And I know that there will always be suspicious people who are wondering why, um, you know, why we'd sell compilations that was one of the big questions and it was frankly because it was a fundraiser wasn't it who's got who's got 50 to 60 grand to make a film exactly it's not going to be a profit it's not a profit um project it's uh, a passion project and um we're very much in the whole in terms of emotional uh, involvement in it if not the money side of it as well because obviously we've had to fund our own accommodation and stuff and yeah. not putting a begging bowl out there just uh plea for a little bit more patience and you will get something this year and it will be very exciting oh for sure i mean you know in my day job which i'm, I'm not going to talk about but um people on the internet can be douchebags and uh, you know we'll criticize anything and we'll find contrary positions on anything and we'll you know create um false you know equivalents to fight against and you know straw man arguments that they'll get themselves in twists over so yeah ignore the noise carry on it's going to be great dude yeah i just don't think um i i i people don't owe us any loyalty um if people invested in it and they want to see it they're going to get frustrated and they're excited to to see it happen they don't necessarily know what's going on in people's day-to-day lives. They don't necessarily uh, know what it, what goes into making a film. I didn't before this. Um, luckily, <laughs> that's why we've got Chris. It's a lot. Chris has, has done this kind of stuff. It is a lot. It is a lot. 
But yeah, I think that's enough on that. We will keep people informed as we go along. We'll hopefully have some kind of post-production material to show people as well so they can see how slick it looks. It looks fucking good. He's very good, Chris. Mm. He's very good. It's going to be very exciting. Future sounds. Moving on then. Moving on. Yep. Jungle. Jungle. Jungle is, jungle is massive. <laughs> Quite yeah, that's, 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 It's all been building right, to this. A hard right hand turn into jungle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, we got we got an exclusive. We tr- we kind of it's it's in the description. Um, we trailed it in the social media post. By the time this episode's getting shared, there's an exclusive preview of a new track that me, Tom, and Jay have been working on as three piece suites. Anyone who's at Flamingo Fest or at the Tape Swap event around Electronicon will have heard it live. But those are the only two times it's been performed uh, or played anywhere. And uh, it's a track called Natural High. Is that the track that we're going to play, Tom? Or do you want to play Risky Business? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Natural High is probably the better of the two, isn't it? Natural High.
don't know how much to reveal because I think the the way this material is going to be presented is somewhat a bit exclusive, no? No, we can talk about that. Let's. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so um, we've kind of been playing with this idea for ages because myself, uh, back in the day, I used to DJ Jungle a lot. And one of the things that was most important to people was loud cuts so that you could uh, play stuff in clubs and it could compete on a sound wise with, with other singles, basically. So we had this idea that we wanted to do a four track EP so it could be cut at 45 RPM and therefore be much louder and be kind of club ready. So in the end, we just the more we played around with it, we had this idea that maybe we need a separate channel so that if we want to come up with um, drum and bassy jungle stuff, we don't necessarily have to put it out on MPF. We can put it out on its own label with other artists making similar style of music. So we took the name from the first 3P Suites album, Innocence, and one of the things we're going to be unveiling in the next month or two is in a sense recordings Whoa. which is quite exciting for us and we've had the first test pressings mm-hmm. come in it's uh, the Risky Business EP uh, you just heard the track Natural High from that um, there's re-edits of uh, High Estate which is the Donal Lens track it's kind of like a three-piece suites extended version of that there's 4am with um, longer extended intros and outros that make them more DJ friendly and then of course the other track the title track Risky Business and it's going to be the first release on um, a new kind of jungle influence label I love this man Vapor Jungle I'm here for it Black Vinyl right? That's right it, no 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 not black no colour it's colour Man, when are we going to put out black vinyl? <laughs> Do you want black vinyl? Is that what you want? <laughs> yeah, I've never released any black vinyl. Is it, everything in this scene is ass backwards. I know, but the world, like the world, is <laughs> the world is dictated um, by consumers and collectors, and that it seems to be the primary uh, consumers of vinyl these days, whether that's right or wrong. Mm-hmm. And the, and the sound gap between color and effects and, and traditional black vinyl is, isn't what it was. I know you see a lot of kind of nah. audiophiles complaining about certain colours and certain effects not not being great for sound, but even picture discs sound decent now. Like the, the, the difference is yeah. relatively negligible. They're using different compounds. The process is slightly different. So it should be uh, no real difference in that, in that regard. But if you want a black vinyl, we can do a black vinyl for you, Tom. Old school. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Do you know what the, the only black vinyl I have is one uh, a lathe cut that that Jay made specially um, of the, the EP. Donna Lens I Wanna single, which is yeah, yeah. it's the one yeah, we I've did with um, Studio Studio. Yeah, it's really yeah. cool. But yeah, it's, it's really uh, cool. Exclusive. Do you know what? I, I'm I'm actually I don't even think I have my copy. I think my copy's at Jay's house, so I don't I don't have a single piece of black vinyl of of music that I've released. Uh, maybe oh. 2024 will rectify that. Wreck that, yeah. I thought I gave you a lathe cut of the Weekend Rush album. The, the, yeah, that's true. Actually, and, and test pressings and things. I'll um, I'll retract yeah. my statement. But yeah, Come down off your high horse. Coloured vinyl is cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so the plan is to, to have a channel to do... Um, EPs uh, to work with other jungle producers, hopefully, and to release stuff that's more directly aimed at that Y2K uh, breaks, uh, PS1 jungle, whatever you want to call it, even the more authentic Amiga style stuff from the mid 90s. Um, we want 
to have a platform for that and it doesn't mean we won't do three piece suites album on mpf i think the concept albums and stuff will still stay there but we've got a few concepts planned for in a sense recordings so um, um potentially including um the echo breaks ep which is kind of we, we obviously had that track be real which is um a remix if you want to call it that of mm-hmm. the daniel lopatan echo jam and we were thinking of doing basically we've got plans to do an ep that focuses on four tracks from that EP, including Be Real. So releasing stuff that's DJ friendly in that vein. There's um who does Pizza uh, Hotline release on? Because he 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 could you know he could put out a track under, in a sense. Yeah 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 yeah. We've we've talked about him. He's actually working with um, Mitch Murder on an EP at the moment Ooh. for the same label he released the vinyl for uh, Level Select. I mean, that's a, yeah. Really what we we release whatever we want. What are they called? We release yeah, whatever I, the fuck we want. Records, right? <laughs> yeah. W W R W whatever. Yeah, that yeah. W R W T F W W Records. Yeah. Well done. Pretty well done. Proper catchy. Um, but he released on um, City Man Productions originally oh, as well. Yeah, didn't yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's, that's uh, right. That's a classic of the scene. And right? and um, Vaporwave stuff on some other other labels like Seiko Martin stuff. Some of the the early Vaporwave stuff he did. Well, that's right. Heard that's it right. first. Yeah. I think it's Level Select is the album that's massively blown up in the algorithm. Like YouTube, it just it just exploded, yeah. didn't it? And that sound is so now. And I think um, one thing that he um, he shared with me yesterday, Harvey, um, was a new. Uh, EP that's been released on vinyl by Soichi Tarada just yesterday, well, just in the last few days. Is it Black Which vinyl? is basically six, mm-hmm. I think it is, yeah, Ooh. six tracks from the Ape Escape compilation. There you go, Tom. So Tom's he's obviously picked his six favourite. Yeah, I got, I got, I've got mine on order as well. It comes out in February, but I think it's available on Rough Trade. Nice. But cool. his point was that if Soichi Tarada's back releasing stuff in this vein, He's going to carry his whole audience into it and it could blow up yeah. for everyone in that style, which would be good, which would be good. More eyes on this kind of jungle throwback sound would be would be great. Agree, agree. Takes me back to my my youth, my 20s. Yeah, my teens. Oh, you've aged me. <laughs> you've outed me as an old fella. I don't think there's much difference between us, but let's not talk about specifics. No, 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 no. Let's keep that secret. Tom's like, yeah, well, you know, I was in, I was yeah, alive. Tom's, Tom's like, <laughs> my dad played it to me when I was. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I remember it in the womb. <laughs> I think I'm, I'm only about a decade younger than you guys. I'm, I'm, I'm in my mid thirties now. I'm, a, I'm an old. Fuck. Look at him oh, throwing out much the word it. "decade" like it's nothing. <laughs> I'm only. <laughs> <laughs> the difference between the 80s and 90s just reduced to a word. Well, thanks, Tom. In the scene, I was born in the 80s. To, you know, a day. I, so was I was I. born in November, November 1989. Blimey. So I saw, I saw two months of the 80s. I'm not going to. I saw the myself. I saw the Berlin Wall, Berlin Wall coming down. I, I witnessed a lot. There you go. <laughs> Depending on what definition you have of millennial, me and my brother both qualify. Mm-hmm. But there's 14 years between us. Wow, that's weird, isn't it? Uh, that's yeah. a generous definition, that isn't is it? Very, it's yeah. a fucking generous definition. Yeah. It's, just, it's, a, it's a stretch. <laughs> yeah. My hairline does not suggest I'm a millennial, put it that way. But that is the stress of dealing with all of these fucking making emails a movie. asking me where their, um, where their new arcades record <laughs> oh, is. God, yeah. Oh, yeah, you had bad luck with that release as well, didn't you? The plant. Yeah, I, I don't want to go into too many specifics, but I will do a little update because it kind of affects the way we're going to run things for a couple of months. We had, um, and I think if anyone's 
noted i'm not going to name the company specifically but there's been a couple of delays at certain pressing plants in europe uh, recently or certain brokers that use pressing plants recently and it's backlogged a lot of kind of mainstream projects as well and it's completely fucked small labels so basically we pay for things up front so maybe six months in advance we get the records in and then we sell them that's always the way we try to do it because we prefer to sell stock that we have in hand it's mm. fairer than making people wait for months and months and months and what's happened is that we were given specific shipping dates uh, told there was a slight delay of a week so we put them on sale thinking well a week is fuck all so that'll be fine yeah. we can put that on sale and it's gone on to be three months that this new arcades record <sighs> and two months that the Vincenzo Salvia records on Time Slaves have been delayed by now in the end we kicked up so much I mean it's been daily daily stress I cannot tell you how stressful it was before Christmas Effect- effectively six projects about £20,000 which is like $25,000 tied up in projects that we can't you ship, can't get your can't fingers sell. on yeah that is a bitch man. can't get our hands on this is reputation and then we finally well it's, it is and we finally got um, word that new arcades has shipped and all the other stuff is slowly clicking into place now and there's of course four projects that we haven't been able to put on sale yet which were also affected so we've been massively um, kind of held to ransom by this situation and I know we're not the only label because I've spoken to other label owners so we've come to uh, an arrangement with a UK pressing plant which is amazing if there's any label owners that listen like I absolutely recommend press on vinyl mm. they're brilliant they've been going for a couple of years now they've broaden their range from just doing straightforward colours and black vinyl to doing all the effects that people would want anyway incredible, incredible stuff Um, and what they've come to, kind of the arrangement they've come to with us is that we can do uh, pay up front for the cutting, get the test pressings in and then we can do a a pre-order for a weekend and then on the Monday we let them know how many copies have ordered and they'll ship to us within a month and it's working quite well so far. So that's kind of a model we're going to have to do for a couple of months just okay. while this backlog clears. A little, little pre-order um, piece. I know it kind of flies in the face of what we said in the past about pre-orders, but this is a local... If the worst comes to the worst, I can go down there and say, look, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, yeah. That's um, the world we live in. <laughs> with, this, with this other arrangement, the fear is that you've got all this money tied up and then in the meantime, you've got wages and bills to pay mm. and you can, you can find yourself in trouble quickly as how businesses go bust even though they seemingly in a good position because the cash flow mm-hmm. just dies yeah um, thankfully it's just, um, i can't yeah i can't say how stressful it was peanuts. and i feel like we've come through the back of it now i think we've come back through the back of it but that's kind of the plan going to be for a couple of months at least until we get our our um feet back um calmly under the table so if anyone's wondering why we're doing pre-orders that kind of explains it and it might also explain just give if there's labels that you bought records from on a on a on a pre-order like give them a bit of slack because Mm. people invest a lot of money up front on this stuff and it's very stressful when there are delays that are out of your control and when the major label's pressing 5,000 copies of a record, you're never going to be the priority. No, no, no. And no matter how much of a Karen you are... They can be doing 500,000. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I can go pure Karen if I have to on the phone. I can ring them up and moan and (laughs) kick and scream, but it isn't (laughs) going to make a difference when the bills are being paid by Sony and EMI or whatever, you know. And that's not the same for, say, like um, cassette offerings... Or, or perhaps even see these. No, it's just, no, no, it's no. quite. The it's, turnaround on them is like days. It's yeah, nothing. It's the vinyl. You know, we quite routinely would release a tape on a Friday and then ship it the Monday 
a Monday week later because they can be turned around in several days and you can order the right amount then. It's perfect. Different kettle of fish. The vinyl, it takes months, it costs a lot of money and like the cost of producing an album has gone up double since we started the label. Mm-hmm. So the profit margin's already been squeezed. Jesus. And then you throw in the fact that some of these pl- this plant in particular has held up six or seven of your projects hostage-like. Mm. Not good press. Yeah. Um, I'm was not that, asking you to um, name and shame, but you know. Yeah, yeah. well, I'm going to be professional about it and I'm not going to name them, but I think anyone reading between the lines who's sort of seen any or has got experience of waiting on pre-orders probably knows who I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. There was that good article in The Guardian by John Harris yes, about the yeah. vinyl revival and kind of uh, it's cause of celebration, but cause for concern. And yeah, is that the, the thing about these backlogs, like 500,000 copies of Taylor Swift albums kind of pushing pushing our stuff to the back of the queue and yeah, the other the one of the label owners was saying his costs have gone up 85 percent. oh my god that's not it even, rings true it's not sustainable man scary yeah it rings true because on the one platform that we use if i go back to the very first project we've done over 100 pressings with this project with this company as well so you can see that the trust has developed in us that we can put six projects in live because it might seem like a bit of a wild thing to do to pay up front for that many things but when you've done over a hundred pressings through a, a particular plant, to have this problem came like a bolt out of the blue. Yeah, There's still you sort so, of think there should be some loyalty you know, there to, to your you know investment. I don't know whether they're in, they've been in difficulties, and so they've been kind of clawing themselves out of trouble as well. You just don't know what the circumstances are, and I don't want to speculate. That's why I don't want to name them because I don't know what stresses they're going through. Sure. Probably similar to what I am, but it seems to be coming through and so people have been waiting specifically on new arcades and Vincenzo Salvio records they are coming soon and the new arcades ones are landing with us next week we've been given proof of postage so it's all good beautiful well, it's I'm, all good I'm, uh, I'm sitting pretty on my tapes nice. and my tape of Iverson Live which is excellent well mixed you told, you mixed that didn't you Tom I mastered it yeah I, yeah I did some of the mixing and mastering it's a, it's a fun record actually that a lot it is you know I, I think i said in the in our little whatsapp chat like in the 90s i used to go to brixton academy oh rest in peace brixton academy i don't know when it's going to reopen but um and then i is go it shut it's still shut you know from when there was oh, from that, that event last year events yeah, yeah. and yeah. Uh, and i used to go to camden I, th- I think that i think they've got their license back with oh, conditions good. oh i hope so um, and I used yeah. to go to Camden, Camden yeah. Market um, the following weekend and pick up all the old bootlegs in one colour chrome, do you know what I mean? Like um, run off a wow. stereo Ooh. tape. And I've got loads from that back in the day. And the, the Iverson Live really reminds me of that. Like it's a bit messy, yeah. it's a bit dirty around the edges, but it's just like when I used to go to Camden Market and pick up my Brixton Academy bootlegs of oh. Beastie Boys and Elastica. That's and, a compliment. Yeah, no, it's lovely. It's really nostalgic to me as a you know, gig goer in the 90s and who would just collect tapes and tapes and tapes of these little bootlegs off the mixing desks. So, uh, I can remember I car you. boot sales and buying, like, I remember buying um, Nirvana's Reading Festival on, on a cassette. Yes. Like monochrome. A bit like, a bit like the way Barber Beats yeah. tapes of two colours. It was like green and black. Yeah, mine used and to that be was all it. red and it was just or like yellow and Really black. cheap shit paint, uh, paper rather that had been printed at home. Yeah, photocopied. spun tapes. Yeah, I love Someone's that. Someone's gone in there with a little portable recorder and the sound quality's terrible but you get the essence of the gig. It's yeah. amazing. And if I'm, you were... I'm well nostalgic for that kind of thing. Yeah, I mean... Especially if you were there. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It brings it all back. And yeah, the recordings were, were shit, but I used to play them to death and love them because it brought back those memories, you know. I've still got a bunch in a in a in a shoebox in my loft. Uh, I must get them out again. Wow. Yeah, you'll have to show me one. Yeah, day. really cool. Yeah. 
I'd love to see that's that. That's a, a cool aesthetic to, to mine. Yeah, that, yeah. that monochrome yeah, bootleg look. Desk, yeah. desk recording aesthetics. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. very cool. Um, Enzo, you might need a... I'm, I'm almost certain that Americans do not call the thing you described a, a car boot sale. <laughs> okay, um, what would it be called? <laughs> I don't know. Ma- make something up and it'll be even worse. <laughs> yeah. Probably, probably doesn't exist. No, no, I reckon they Who do. Knows? It's like a yard sale, but a it's yard more organised. So, like, yeah. what what happens here is we have yeah. um, we have car boot sales. So, like, it might be like in a school uh, playground on a Saturday morning. People going to like a local state school car trunk. And then everyone's set up with little market tables, or they sell out the back of their car. Mm. And it's like people selling secondhand yeah. goods. They might be selling old computer games. Or I picked up um, a. So uh, flea markets, I think. A flea market. Right. I, I picked up a clean sweep yeah. of all of the Beatles albums on LP, original pressings nice. from this woman once. And she said that um, her husband had cheated on her and she was um, oh, no. basically selling his records, selling <laughs> no. his records out from under him. I got them all for 15 quid each, which was an absolute bargain as oh my well. Oh, God. Good, yeah. good well. coup. Yeah. Hey, speaking yeah. of Beatles, did you get that DJ format uh, Beatles songbook? I think you just missed out. That's, that's a good. I didn't. No, Glenn knows the guy, and he asked him if he had any more, and he doesn't. But um, I think I, I was thinking I was going to speak to you about it because I'm sure that you've got the ability to record head to head. Have you? No, I don't anymore. I used to. Well, I've got I've got a two two head tape deck, so I'll this is to, a conversation. I'll have for to post it to you. I'll, I'll, I'll borrow <laughs> it off you and I'll record. Yeah, and sounds good. Sounds good, man. There we go. There we go. Um, should we finish with one more little bit of news? Let's do it. Yeah, I mean, oh, we can, can I just slip in a couple of things? Because, uh, yeah, yeah, you're sure. talking about Iverson. Um, yeah, go for it. Uh, Josh has been sort of busy animating a video for a new single. Which looks amazing. Uh, which is going to come out soon. Um, I think it takes him hours to animate seconds of footage. So, um, yeah. you know, it will come out when it comes out. But um, it's, a, it's a really cool track and it's, it's really unusual. It's got like this kind of... Um, I don't know, like Ultravox or Japan style aesthetic. And I think, um, you know, Josh Josh is big on Iverson doing, exploring different parts of 80s, 80s music. And I think that those are slightly, yeah, more unusual touchstones. And um, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a really cool song. So that will come out when it comes out. And um, me and Jay have got a single coming out at the end of January, which is going to be the last single we do before our album comes out. So I think our album should come out first quarter this year but we're going to do one one final single from it as well which is going to come out on the final friday of january very nice very nice indeed i've heard the uh i've heard the new iverson single as well it's awesome and Mm. seen some of the excerpts of the animation he's been doing like like you said it's absolutely painstaking it reminds me of like um what's the uh that animation that's on netflix at the minute uh the ah Chicken Run and that. There's the same people that made that. <laughs> uh, the Ardman people. Yeah. <laughs> not, not Chicken Run, Dawn of the Nugget. It reminds you of Dawn of the Nugget, Chicken <laughs> No, but like, you know, like the fact nah. that, you know, like people who are doing proper animation where it's like moving past mm-hmm. to scene figures and it's like you have to yeah. do it 32 yeah. times to get one second of footage. Like the That's old the kind uh, of level yeah, of detail frame by frame. he's going to. He set himself, he started, spent so long that it was too deep in. To so he had to carry on and he's fully committed yeah. now like by the end of it this will have taken him like three years of his life <laughs> to produce a three minute music video but it'll be <laughs> well worth visibly it. aged him after a yeah, hard day so everybody has to go and check that out when it comes out because it yeah, would be want, rude not to I want before and after photos of us making nobody here as well yeah <laughs> you had hair you were uh, slimmer <laughs> I was about two stone lighter yeah, yeah. 
Or, or, or conversely, maybe you had a bit of weight on you and now it's all dropped off because of the fear and anxiety. Yeah, could be stress, that. Yeah. Could be that. Could be that. Any any more for any more before I wrap up with one last piece of news? No, I mean, yeah, big up, big up oh, um, Pacific Parser Records, though, for doing their 12 Days of Christmas because I snapped up a load of those free codes and downloaded a whole bunch of choice albums from 2023. True. So that was great. More shouts for Alex. Yeah, got to love this episode. Mm-hmm. Give him a bit of. Uh, yeah, he shouts us out a lot on, he does, on his he own does. podcast. So. Yeah, if you're listening to this and you haven't already heard the Vaporwave News Network podcast, do check it out. It's incredible stuff he's doing. He spends a lot of time scripting what he's uh, what, what he's talking about. Yeah. There's a lot of research goes into it. Really interesting, really thought provoking, and also a really useful uh, resource for knowing what's come out and what events are happening in the vapor sphere in and around the world. So yeah, massive shout for that as well. Boom. Can I shout out um, Hot Takes as well? Because um, I think uh, this is going to be a pretty much concurrent release with Jay and I uh, appearing on the Hot Takes podcast, which is are you doing that years this overdue. Yeah, yeah, we are. Jay, so Jay's coming up here in person, actually. And because um, of time difference, I think the earliest they can start and the the latest we would kind of um, entertain starting is about midnight. So um, it's going to be a very strange um you know, I can't remember the last time I stayed up until two AM. I certainly didn't on New Year's Eve. I was I was asleep by about no. ten. Um, yeah, we're we're, <laughs> so we're recording so with um, young, young Shiro and that's, and that's chill. That's small children. Like, so, um, yeah. <laughs> oh, you need you need yeah you yeah, need should, to should be interesting. Yeah, yeah, you're gonna need something to 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 boost your performance that day, perhaps. Yeah, midnight mocha pot. Midnight mocha coffee on. <laughs> Sounds good. Get the Sounds pot on. Good. Um, I kind of touched on the idea when we were talking about the uh, albums of the year, this kind of, uh, and in the article as well, this kind of falling back in love with the classic sound of, of early synthwave, like the outrun kind of sound. And what we've done is we've started working on a series, this is on Time Slave now, uh, we started working on this series called Masters of Outrun, which is going to be a celebration, like a retrospective collection of classic synthwave albums from the very early days. <coughs> Excuse me. So we've um, we've pulled together a handful. I'm not going to name the uh, the album that's going to kick off the series just now, but another shout to Glenn who's pulling together artwork. These tapes are going to be uh, presented as Master System games. So oh, it's it's the series is going to be called Masters of Outrun, and they're, they're going to be housed in official kind of well replicas. They're not official, but replica Master System cases. The aesthetic will mirror that perfectly. Oh, the shambolic, so good, very beautiful aesthetic of Master System games. Did you say and tapes? The, the tapes themselves, yeah, the tapes themselves will look like cartridges, and oh, we've got God. some seriously, seriously epic early synthwave albums in in, in the mix. I'm like super excited. Like a couple of them are like absolute grails that we've wanted to release on Time Slave for for many many years, and the idea just came together. And we've been working backwards and forwards on the idea, and Glenn obviously doing the actual work and the actual creative genius behind it. What he's got right now is looking like an incredible, incredible piece of merch. I think it's going to be like the most beautiful synthwave tapes that anyone's seen. That's quite a bold claim. That mine up, man. I'm going with it. I'm going with it. Masters of Outrun, early 2024. So if you love that kind of um, the classic synthwave sound and you're nostalgic for the early days and some of those amazing albums which are no longer available, 
Well, some of them might be available pretty soon. The uh, the one that you and I have been doing the the liner notes for is a oh, it's a doozy. Oh yeah, oh, fire. fire, fire! I haven't even shared the full list with you yet. We've got five confirmed so far, and we're looking for ten initially, and we're gonna kind of see how it goes from there. But the first five are like pretty like touchstone is that a fair is that a, does that make sense like mm. t- touchstone albums yeah, in the kind sure. of development foundational stones in the synthwave scene there you go I'm mixing my metaphors I sound like I've been taking Night Nurse all day I think you probably have have you and they banned yeah. Night Nurse Mate, I've had, I've had Night Nurse Danus. the last couple of nights maybe they've banned Day Nurse I don't know but I've had it the last two nights and I wake up in the morning it's like I've had a lobotomy <laughs> I mean that is yeah it's, it's strong stuff yeah. isn't it it's probably as legal yeah. as uh, yeah you can get it's hard though because you absolutely have to sleep when you feel this rough like I haven't been able to get out of bed for a couple of days today was the first time I managed to get out of bed properly I think you've rallied absolutely very well fucking run low but like when you wake up in the morning then it's like I'm tripping I mean yeah 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 riding the tram don't over overdose on that shit it's uh, it's a magical mystery tour my mum uh, always talks about sending me into school after I'd taken a load of night nurse, and um, she was just like accusing me of Ferris Buellering it, like faking being unwell in the morning. But like to get she really, she I think she caught whatever I had afterwards, took the night nurse, and like felt how you're describing, being like absolutely fucked the morning afterwards. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure it's worse. I was like, I could see through yeah. time. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, like I can't. Like she, I can't she apologized to me sentences. like 20 years after the event. Just like I'm really sorry I made sent you into school. Sorry, I got day. you high. <laughs> and I think now is a good time for me to apologise to our listeners because if you've listened through the podcast this for this far, then God knows how much editing Tom had to do because I am. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be speak. it's going to be snappy. <laughs> yeah, you're going to make me sound like a yeah like a pro. Maybe I'll take night nurse every time we record. You should, yeah. No, I please. You know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of how I felt watching um, Wolf of Wall Street. Oh yeah, Steve <laughs> the quaaludes. That's how I feel. Yeah. Grinning and I feel grimacing. Like I'm on quaaludes. Yeah, fucking brilliant. There we go. Nice. Future sounds back. Thanks, lads. Yeah, got yeah. a couple of interviews With scheduled for the next month or so. We're going to try and do at least one interview a month uh, with some panel interview uh, panel episodes alongside that. Play some more exclusive tracks coming into 2024. Exclusive. Um, exclusive. Yeah, and we have got some new artwork as well, which is uh, done by Kira. So shouts to Kira mm. for that oh, beautiful Kira. artwork. And we'll see you when we see you Very pretty soon. soon. Happy New Year. Nice one. <laughs>